Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Over the Boards podcast. My name is Matt Duke here in studio with Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. Today we're going to talk about Don Cherry no longer being on the air. We're going to talk about Ilya Kovachuk's tenure in Los Angeles, as well as other news and updates around the league. So for today's episode of the Over the Boards podcast, let's go. Welcome back, fellas. Hello. What's up? Uh, nothing much is up. I mean, like, no, no. feeling good. It's just cold. Living. It is cold. It is. You know, it's kind of nice. Chilly. It is. We're gonna get sick of it soon, but it's kind of nice for now. It got a little. It got very I cold. I completely disagree. Week. I'm tired of it. Commuters. You're, you're already tired of it. Okay. C- commuters. <laughs> hey, hey, that's understandable yeah. though. Yeah. I we mean, we just have to walk across the street. We spend about four seconds in the cold. Yeah, he's got to drive through the snow. And well, I I don't even have to go outside when you think about That's it. That's true. I what? have to go outside. I can get into Dugan, but I have to go outside and walk across the street for literally like maybe like realistically forty five seconds at most. Yeah, like that's on a slow day. Yeah. yeah. My problem is that four of the five days of the week I have to walk from the health the health science building all the way to Lions, and then back to the parking garage. Yeah, that's tough. Which is awful. All of my classes are in Old Main, with the exception of one, which is in Lions. So yeah, first semester, all of my classes are in Old Main and not in Lions. Actually, that's not true. My very first semester, most of my classes were in Old Main too. But the past like three or four semesters, all of my classes have been in Lions Hall. Same. It's either Lions or Old Main for me. I'll get yeah. there eventually. Now, the problem with Lions is that it's not connected to anything. So, like, if you have two classes there, but they're, like, an hour and a half apart, like, if it's cold, do I really want to walk back across the street to the library where there's right. stuff happening or just hang in Lions? But there's nowhere to go in Lions, really. Yeah, you're just going to have to suck it up and go to the library. See, I used to go to – I used to go back to my dorm room and take a nap in between classes like that. Same. So I, I should start doing the same thing. I'll get in my car, drive 20 minutes home, take a five-minute nap, then get back in my car and then drive here. Again. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Hockey happens. Pass the time. Yeah. yeah, I would. You're absolutely right. I'd probably fall asleep while driving. No, I wouldn't, but it would be annoying. And it would be a waste of gas for no reason. That's true. That that would be true. That would be the, probably the biggest issue. All right, let's talk about some hockey. Yeah. Oh. What's hockey? Hockey is a sport where they play it on ice. They have knives on the bottom of their shoes, and they run around the ice, and they hit a little rubber circle <laughs> Into a net, you could some call it a disc. Disc, okay. like he he moves the disc to his teammate. See, a wise man once said, "That was an oval. It has to be a circle." SpongeBob said that. Yeah. Oh, he did. Retweet um, if you're inspired. Zero retweets. I'll give it a like. <laughs> drop a drop a favorite. <laughs> Quote tweet. <laughs> All right, Donald Cherry. Yes. He did. He got. Ne- I've never heard anybody call him Donald. I would. Donald Stewart Cherry is his full uh, name. I would assume that it would be Donald. I, like, like, what else would Don really yeah. be short for? Yeah. Um, his f- first name is Don Hyphen Quixote. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, so he got. Yeah. Indeed he is. Um, Had to happen. 
So, for I'm imagining if you follow hockey in any capacity, you found out about this. Don Cherry is one of the most um, recognizable figures in hockey over the past several decades. Recognizable voices, faces, yeah. like yeah, he, he's he's right there at the top. He's been a staple with Hockey Night in Canada for like the last like forty years, but with his atrocious suits. His atrocious yeah, double-breasted suits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the main issue of his uh, his ultimate demise is not his suits. Indeed, um, that's true. He he had he, he had been known. A lot of people wasn't there like a rumor that he was going to get canned um, at the end of last hockey season, too. I don't know. There's a um, I think people wanted him too, just because people. Didn't people like have been him. Cl- calling for it for like a while, though. But yeah. I, I don't remember really there ever being like a "oh, this could legitimately happen" kind of situation with him. Um, until ultimately they were put into a position where they kind of had to fire him. Yeah. Um. So. He, so he'd been known for going on rants for a while. Um, kind of getting away from. Like hockey talk specifically, I guess you could say on Coach's Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to find the actual quote so that I can pretty much just. Uh, here you go. Now I, I just want to make sure that I had the right. Here I, I have the quote. You have it. Okay, yeah. thank you. I, it, my, I keep pulling up websites that have that are yelling at me for using the ad blocker, so I can't get it. He said, "You people love. They come here, whatever it is. You love your, our way of life." You love our milk and honey. The least you could pay is a couple of bucks for a poppy or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys pay the biggest price. He was referring to immigrants yes. in Canada mm-hmm. not wearing poppies on Remembrance Day, Veterans Day, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because uh, he thinks everybody should wear a poppy in remembrance of veterans. Right. Essentially. Yeah. So he got the stanky boot because of that. Yeah. Yes, he did. Which is understandable. Right. Totally understandable. Um, I, it could have been avoided. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if you look at the root of maybe what he was trying to say, like there's a lot of it that he phrased wrong. I think that's his big problem is like he, he He's didn't. I think anytime you use the phrase you people is, just is not a great Literally, look you're means. just asking for trouble. Um. I understand. I was. I understand the point behind what he was saying. Like in terms of like, really, people sh- like the poppies. You should like. It's just nice to wear one. So you, out of respect. respect. But I yeah, think like if he that, were, that you, premise. But, like, but the, the, that's the general idea behind what he, I guess, was trying to say. And then the depth that he just took went just way in the wrong yeah. direction. I think. He took it into, um, a topic of immigrants, and then he said, "You people, strike one, strike two. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, you only get two strikes in this game, apparently. Because <laughs> I, I don't think he's – I don't think he doesn't have a point when he's trying to say, like, hey, you know, these people fight for everybody's freedom. But he singles out an entire group in a very, very wrong way. Yeah. yeah. If poorly, he would just went on the air and was like, hey, everybody should buy poppies today – and wear them for Remembrance Day is the least you could do for veterans. I don't think anybody would have a problem with it. Yeah, I think because you're not pointing out yeah. any group, and pe- everybody would be like, yeah. "Well, yeah, you know, people fight for us. We're completely cool with that." Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's not what he did. No, that's not. 
Yeah, very uh, poorly poorly presented, poorly handled, and um, now he uh, is going to be in tough spot to figure out what places he can wear those suits. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to hire an 85-year-old. Yeah, that's the problem. That's like such a short-term investment. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, do a one-year deal. Good trade um, Another short-term investment, Ilya Kovalchuk. He does play hockey. Could Not potentially anymore, be done in L.A. And when we say done, I don't even know if he can be traded at this point because his contract sucks. Yeah. You know your contract's bad when you're not worth it and you've only got, like, two years left on your contract. Uh, so he'd get paid $6 million for the rest of the year, and then I believe four and a half next year. And it's been reported that Ilya Kovalchuk and the Kings could potentially mutually part ways. Huh. Yeah. So, Which is not something you see a ton. No, not really, especially from a guy that's – as well known as Ilya Kovalchuk, right? I mean, um, but go Flames. He, uh, like, he, he's. It's. It says that. So what happened essentially was the, the King said. Um, he's going to be out of the lineup for, um, a significant amount of time, or was it indefinite amount of time? I don't know. The I think they said a significant amount of time. Significant amount of time, and. So he was welcome. He was welcome. They said to practice with the, the team, team if he would like. Yes, but he would not be in the lineup for a while. Right. So that's not really a great way to phrase it, but I mean, yeah. What else? You know, what else do you do now? Something that was interesting that a lot of people on the national stage don't know about, or they just don't care really. Um, Jeremy Roenick went on the instigators the other day and absolutely ripped Ilya Kovalchuk apart. Um, they do have a history. In uh, 2013, Jeremy Roenick ripped his, ripped him apart for retiring um, in a series of tweets uh, that begin with, You will all see now why I have talked negatively about Kovalchuk. He doesn't want to play for the Devils and he'll end up in the KHL. Kovalchuk is a selfish, selfish as they come. I'm appalled. I feel bad for all you Devils fans. You deserve better than that. I am shocked that Kovalchuk would do this to the Devils and their fan base. Devils lose so much with this decision. It's scary, selfish, scary and selfish. Three exclamation points, and then the selfish is one sentence, I guess, with a space and then four exclamation points, just for context. <laughs> I'm so irate right now. I feel bad for Lula Morello. Give a $100 million contract to a player who has no care for the NHL. Hey, Ilya, I hope you live comfortably in Russia with the money you made from the $23 million you stole from the Devils. Again, I'm right in my analysis. Um... He so and then he uh, he said on the instigators just yesterday that he always says that Kovalchuk's a selfish player and then he's um, doesn't have like he doesn't really have passion for during during practices and he's sure he's talented but he's definitely not a team player and one of the most selfish guys in the game of hockey. Um. So now Ronick just said that he was you know he said that it was bad news for the Kings when they signed the contract with Kovalchuk to begin with. And um, obviously now it's definitely biting the Kings in the butt a little bit because they are really in a tough spot. They're spending a lot of money for a guy to not be playing hockey with them. It was something that I think is incredibly predictable. Last year when they signed Ilya Kovalchuk to this contract, you're, it was if the Kings coming off a season where they got swept but made the playoffs 
we realized they are an older and slower team. So what they did to try and get better was sign an even older and slower player. <laughs> He'll make the rest of their team look good. My God, has this contract been a total disaster. Yeah. The fa- and you know what the scariest part about how bad the L.A. Kings are? They're benching Ilya Kovalchuk, and he's fifth on their team in points. Yeah, that's insane. It's a tough look. That, that is a really bad look. He hasn't he hasn't played well. He's played, but he's seven, still like their fifth seventeen best games, nine points. Yeah, so he's averaging half a point per game. But you just watch Kings games, and it's just it, even as slow as the Kings are, he just he he looks like he can't keep up out there. And I I don't know anybody who's going to want to trade for him. Unless you got another bad contract heading the other way, unless you're like Pittsburgh and you can uh, trade Jack Johnson and assets to get a guy like Ilya Kovalchuk <coughs> just to help out your power play a little bit. But that's really all I can see happening. I don't really see any teams, you know, clamoring for Ilya Kovalchuk and his awful contract, especially in a hard cap league like the NHL. Kovalchuk has made the All Star game three times. Um, he was the Maurice Richard Trophy winner, the Rocket Richard Trophy, in 03-04. He was in the top 10 in NHL points five times. He was second once, fifth once, sixth once, eighth once, and then 10th once. Um, he has He's ninth overall in goals created with 352.4. He's sixth overall in even strength goals. Um, first overall in shots. Oh, no, never mind. Not overall active. Well, he was in 2003 or 2004. He took the most shots, but that's not like, I thought it was like all active players. I was like, 341 is not a lot. That's my mistake. Um, but, yeah, he – I mean, he's a good player. He's one of the better players, um, especially when he was in his prime. I mean, 2003, 2004 was a great year for him. Yeah. Um, and then now he's just kind of fallen off the map, which you know comes with age. But his prime was fifteen years ago. I mean, yeah, that's that's a long. Well, time. that was when he was like really young, though. Yeah, but still, I mean, because signs, I mean, the guy was in his prime when he signed that huge contract to go to the Devils. And what was it, two thousand nine, two thousand ten? Uh, kind of around that era. Yes, he signed with the Devils. Um, in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, he was in Atlanta. For yeah. 49 games, and then was with New Jersey for 27 games. So, I mean, he was in his he was in his prime when he retired just to go to the KHL. It's not like his first prime was just you know like 15 years ago. Uh, like I mean, it started around that period. 2013, but, he played 37 games, scored 58 points. Nope, hold on. He did not do that. Jesus, Vinny, what are you reading? What, am, what is this website, man? Um, all right, Find so a new he website. Has, I'm I'm on hockey reference. Like, Get rid of ad blocker. Usually, Jeez. this is usually pretty good, but it's all backwards. It's a that was his adjusted points. If he had played 82 games, is what it we're looking at. Um, but he actually had in 37 games played. What? Goals per game was why just 
Just tell me how many goals he scored, man. <laughs> My God. Here man. we go. Okay, we're back. Jesus. I'm sorry. 20, 37 games played. He had 31 points. That's not so bad. That's pretty good. Point per you know? game. Yeah, Almost that's a point good. per game. Um, last year with the Kings, he's played in 64 games and scored 34 points. So he was um, on about the same pace that he's on right now. Right. That's true. Um, but obviously, 34 points in 64 games, like we saw last year for the Kings, they weren't too pleased with. They're not getting their money's worth out of that. That's not the production that they're looking for for Mili Kovalchuk. But it is their fault because they're the ones who signed him. And yeah. they knew that this should have been a risk because um, Ilya Kovalchuk is 36. And uh, it's hard for a lot of 36-year-olds to produce at that level. Unless you're Joe Thornton and you're 40 still cooking. Or unless you're Alex Ovechkin and you're like... 34. Yeah. And uh, where where's he at right now? How many goals does he have this year? Who? Joe Thornton? Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Remember we have our... Ovi watch. I didn't. He. I didn't. I wasn't listening. I was trying to type something, and so I wasn't sure if you were asking about Joe Thornton's stats or thirteen goals this year. Joe Thornton has thirteen goals. No, Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Vinny, Jesus. Sorry. Joe Thornton has no goals. Six points. Why you're the only one bringing up Joe Thornton? <laughs> Nobody else brought him up. I brought up Joe Thornton because I he said he's forty and he was yeah. still cooking. I, the last thing I heard was Joe Thornton I went then, to type something and then I, I heard how many points. I said he, how many like, goals a, I said his name for like three a words. brief second, and, and you're just like, Joe, th- "This is the whole new topic. We're just talking about Joe Thornton." Ovechkin's got thirteen goals in twenty games. What what does that average Ooh, out to that be? Sounds like he's, we're getting uh, closer. Wait, so like, that's sixty-five percent. So 65-82 is going to have to do this one. 13 divided by 20. Oops. It's sixty. It's 0.65. 53.3. So he's on pace for 53.3. Wait, hold on. How did you get 53.3? Because he scored in 65% of his games, so it's 0.65 oh, times yeah. 82. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's 53.3. So is we that, are – That's we not are, possible. What? How is that not possible? I literally it, just points, Googled what's 65% of 82. Because 0.65 times 82 would end in a 5 or a 0, wouldn't it? N- n- no, it's no. 82. Because it's 0.65. It's not. Yeah, it's still at home. Yeah, it does, it does end in a 0. It's 53.30 yeah. is what it ends in. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not going crazy yet. So, so now we're getting – he's dialed it back. 53 and a third is – Right there. Now, we have eleven more goals to go. Eleven more goals to drop till yeah. fifty till forty two. What if it's like forty two? Oh wait, that's never mind. I'm forty two and a half. <laughs> I was gonna what say if that. he has forty two and a half on the? I earth. was gonna say that, and then I realized how stupid that was <laughs> gonna sound. So I stopped. I was wondering where you were going. Matt, Minnesota, go. Oof, that, uh, was, uh, that was good. Good work, Jay. Marcus Foligno. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um. Oh God. Oh, I know the goalie, Devin Dubnik. Yeah. There you go. Um. You're always gonna get the goalies. Always. Um. Tendies stay together. Yes, they do. <laughs> um. You could probably get. I'm not gonna give any there, hints there, yet. Yeah, we're not giving you any no. hints, but there's like five players you could get. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, there is. Oh God. If there's any team I pay attention like the least to, it's probably Minnesota. Uh, do you hear the coaches? 
Ooh. Lindy Roth. I have no idea. No. My gosh. That's unfortunate. Barbecue Bruce. Bruce? Bruce Boudreaux. Boudreaux. I was, I always, I'm not sure if it's Boudreaux or Boudreaux. And I, I was, oh, Here's I the, it's Boudreaux, and I know it's Boudreaux, but sometimes I call him Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> his barbecue, or his uh, Twitter handle is BBQ Bruce, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right, uh, keep going. So you got two. <clears throat> Minnesota. I'm trying to think of those ugly green jerseys. You should one of this one guy has been on Minnesota forever. Yes, I wasn't going to give you him, but you, you were taking a little while. We'll give you as much time as you need. You got this too. It is pretty entertaining. It is. Minnesota, I don't even know what team plays in Minnesota. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> is that the Vikings? <laughs> I was going to say the Timberwolves, to be honest, but I know it's not the Timberwolves. Hey, Jay, yeah. can you just come here for a second and look at this? No, not. Is that? We're going to have to investigate that. <laughs> yeah? It's pretty funny. All right. Sorry. We just saw a thing that may have pertained to our uh, other, the college hockey podcast that we. Yeah, but we call it the Frozen. So That's true. Oh, we should be fine. All right. Also, there's like a million podcasts. Some of them are going to have the same names. I am going to throw on the towel at two. You're throwing the towel at two. There's no way you okay. throw on the towel. Wow. Jay, you so, list one. You, we're going to go back and forth here. Okay. You list one, I'll list one. Matt Zuccarello. Zach Parise. Oh. Miko Koivu. Ryan Suter. <laughs> yeah, this is tough. I know all these names. It's just I. Jonas Brodeen. Jason Zucker. That's true. Uh, former Boston Bruin, Ryan Donato. Eric Stahl. Victor Rask. Ryan Hartman. Eric Stahl. How did, we get, how did you not get Eric Stahl? <laughs> uh, Jared Spurgeon. Oh, Alex Stalock. Yes. The one going the league right now. <laughs> yes. Joel Erickson Eck, who you probably wouldn't have gotten, but his name's funny. His name is funny. Not Tuca, but Victor Rask. I just said you that. You said that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Matt Dumba. Did you say Jordan Greenway? No, he did not. Jared Spurgeon. Now, I, that one you the, probably wouldn't Do we gotten, say Fiala? I said Fiala. Okay. Or Timmy Panarin? No. Nope. I'm just kidding. Greg Patera. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would have. Uh, Out of all the players hoping... you could have gotten out of the forwards, you got Marcus Foligno. Well, because he, he used to play for the Sabres. I know, but still, it's ridiculous when you say it out loud. Um, Minnesota, yeah, two. Yeah, I, I really, honestly, I I was really, I'm disappointed you did not get Parise or Suter. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, wow. oh, you wow. guys have been there since like 2012. Send those big contracts. Miko Koivu's literally been there since the franchise was like created. I told you, I if there's a team I pay attention less to in the NHL, it's the Minnesota Wild. Alex Stalock's the best goalie in the league. How'd you not get him? Is he still? No, he is not. No, he's not. He is not. The um, the the current. Um, best goalie in the league is is pretty much uh, well. Jordan Biddington has those wins. Thomas Grice has the highest save percentage. Um, but right up there in save percentage and goals against average, Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper has been is a spectacular. Wag. You know who else is still spectacular? Robin Leonard. Yeah. Um. So top top three in goals against. Sorry, save percentage right now. Um. Well, actually, I'll go for five because number four is interesting. Ben Bishop. Is fifth with a ninety-three point uh, nine three save percentage. 
Um, Thatcher Demko is fourth with a 931 save percentage for Vancouver. Vancouver's um, getting some good goaltending from him and Markstrom. Yeah, they are. Darcy Kemper has a 931 as well, so they're tied. Um, Robin Leonard is a 934, and a 942 is for Thomas Grice. Imagine both your fantasy goalies in the top five for save percentage. Couldn't be me. Ima- yeah, that Imagine being in first unreal. place. Yeah, I'll, I'll, couldn't be either of you. I'll, I'll put that up, pull that up in a second. Miko Koskinen though from Edmonton is at a nine twenty eight. That's pretty good. That is very good. Um, in terms of goals against average, ooh, that's Corey Schneider's averaging almost five goals against per game. Four point yeah, five nine. Corey Schneider's bad. Um, oh wait, I Tom, dropped the Robin Leonard. I forgot about that. That's a mistake. I picked up two Karask. That's not so bad. Seems like less of a Price, mistake now. Well, he, uh, that's a mistake. <laughs> Um, Imagine not having a thousand points in our league right now. D- Thomas Grice you don't. has a one point eight eight. You have nine hundred ninety nine. No, I have one thousand seven point three. Um, I'm on the website right now. Last time I checked, you had nine hundred ninety nine. Um, Thomas Grice has a one point eight eight goals against average. Darcy Kemper has one point nine nine. So as Jay was saying, Darcy Kemper and the Yotes. Yeah. They're the Yotes are playing impressive. really well right now. They're in a playoff spot right now. I love it. I want them to make the playoffs. I'm adopting them as my Western Conference team. I'm not going to become a fan. I just want them to do well because I want hockey to succeed in the desert. It's working right now in Vegas. It can work in Arizona. It's just that the team has been pretty bad for the last few years, but John Chike has done a good job of trying to turn that thing around. And because he's doing such a good job, he actually just got a contract extension. Wow. So he will be in Arizona as the GM for even longer, which is a good thing. Help build up the team that he has already built up. Hopefully they can uh, make a playoff appearance this year, and we'll see what that team can do. Yeah, the Yotes are doing – and it's, it's cool to see them have finally some, some like, wow, this team looks, like, impressive and successful, yeah. which is good. Right. Because, um, like, the, the last year – um, like the, so, two years ago, they were the worst team in the NHL the first half of the season. They were statistically the best team in the NHL the second awesome. half of the season when Auntie Ranta was healthy. Then last yeah. year, were, I, I predicted them to go to the playoffs. It looked like they could. They were getting good goaltending from Ranta. Then he got hurt. They struggled for a bit. And then Darcy Kemper comes in and starts playing well. They just miss out. And now they've got two goalies in Kemper and Ranta who are both playing well. That's a really good tandem. They got Phil Kessel. They got, yeah, they got Phil Kessel. And yeah, they do. A lot of talent on that team. They, the Phoenix Coyotes – sorry, the Arizona Coyotes have never made the playoffs. The Phoenix Coyotes um, made – last time they made the playoffs was the 2011-2012 season. When they, they went to the Western w- Conference w- Final. And they lost to the Kings uh, 4-1 to in the series. They finished first in the Pacific that year. Um, it was that weird year when L.A. was the number eight seed and they beat the number one, two, and three team in the West? That was the only year that the Coyotes made it farther than the quarterfinals. Every other year they've lost. Um, in 2009, 2010, 2010, 2011, they lost to the Red Wings, and they lost to the Sharks in 2001, 2002. Uh, then the Avalanche, the Blues, Red Wings, and the Mighty Ducks. Seems like the Red Wings are the kind of the – weakness for for this team the good thing is is the red wings can't really do that to them anymore yeah they cannot uh, that was right in the thick of the red wings making the playoffs for 25 straight years 
Yeah, that's a pretty large uh, area to cover. Yes, yes, it is. All right. Well, yeah, the Oats are, uh, you know, pretty solid. Pretty solid hockey team. Good to see. It is, you know, I don't, out of all the hockey teams, I don't hate the Coyotes. Right. So, so it'd be cool to see them have some success because I, I guess I don't really compare them to the Sabres in that sense, but teams that haven't really had success in a while, it's nice to see them finally kind of turn around. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess if you really wanted to be like a pessimist about it, you could be like, oh, well, it's unfortunate that they're doing well and the Sabres are not um, because the Sabres certainly have fallen off um, quite a bit. They're now out of a playoff spot. Yeah. And are really struggling to find scoring in general. Now, the rumor has it that the Sabres are looking for some top six scoring. However, in all seriousness, you know, I don't know what that really means. Now, they're starting to get hit a little bit by injuries. Vlad Zabotka mm-hmm. is hurt now. Um, Marcus Johansson is day-to-day. Zach Bogosian is back skating at practice, but he's um, not really close to returning right now. Um, and Marco Scandella still injured and out of the lineup as well. So um, it also doesn't help that the Rochester Americans, their farm team, depleted completely. Yep. I mean, they beat – they won their get game yesterday like in in like – USA Russia 1980 style fashion like it was, that was just a gritty win. I mean, there's the Sabre. I mean that they're far, they're completely their injuries are just plaguing Rochester right now. And the Sabres not you know getting plagued as much, but certainly that might be playing a, a bit of a factor, I guess. Yeah. But in terms of scoring, that's really the problem. They need to get scoring. They're still nine six and two, which is respectable by all means. Their goal differential is a plus two. But um, you know they won several. They they were at the top of the league, and now they're fourth in the wild card race. Or you know they're not even a spot right now. So I mean, it's always going to be tight to start the season. That's exactly what the Sabers are kind of feeling right now. Is wow, we don't have a crazy record, so we're not in a playoff spot. It's important to remember that it is November fourteenth. That's true. So. Uh, <laughs> Not too much concerned as far as playoff picture right now for the Sabres. Right. But there is concern with how they're playing and how they have to get back on track. Um, obviously, the one solution that everybody's had for like the last year now has been trade wrist line and get a top six forward. Yeah. The problem is, is I've been saying that for a while, but right now I don't think I would trade him until I know for sure that Bogosian could come back. Yeah, you make a good point. Because you don't want to trade him, and then another injury happens, and now you're depleted on the right side just because you made a rash decision. Now, I think a lot of people's argument for the Sabres making that trade is they do have a lot of depth coming up from the the Americans. Um, I mean, right now in their lineup, they have – I mean, you know, obviously they have Rasmus Dahlin, who struggled defensively this year. Wow, he has been – he, he I'm has. gonna say terrible on defense. It's but it is. Yeah. It, it, you need to remember that he's 19 years old and he's gonna he's be 19 fine. years. He's gonna be fine. It's his second year in the NHL. Yeah. Like a little bit of a sophomore slump. Ristolainen has played pretty well so far this season. Um, Brandon Montour just came back from an injury that he sustained in the preseason, so it's good to have him back. Uh, Jake McCabe and Ristolainen were the top pairing. Then you have Montour, like I mentioned, Darlene. Um. And then you have, well, you had Scandella. He's hurt. Um, so instead, on the back end, then we will have, uh, oh, boy, this is embarrassing. 
why can't I not uh, be be smart about who's playing defense? Oh, Henry Yoki Haru has been playing unreal. Yeah. Actually, he's been playing very, very good for the Sabers. Um, so that's uh, that's very good. Um, but also, then again, yeah, you have John Gilmore, who's a scratch, who 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 could play and ha- do do well. Matt Hunwick is, I believe, out for the year on IR. Yes, yes. Um, and then Colin Miller, who was a great addition by Jason Botterill in the offseason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he – but right now, I mean, on the Sabres' website, they're, they're defensemen. They have a whole bunch. They have Scandella, who's hurt, Ristolainen, Pilute, who they just sent back to Rochester, Montour, Miller, McCabe, Yogi Haru, Hunwick, who's hurt, Gilmore, who's scratched, Dalene, and then Magosian, who's hurt again. Um, so realistically, I mean, uh, yeah, they they have. I think they have the defensemen. They also have Pilute again could come back up. Mm-hmm. They also have Casey Nelson down in Rochester, right? Who could come up, um, and then they have Will Borgen, uh, who could come up and play yes. as well. So I mean, they I think they have the defensemen, which is I think why a lot of people wouldn't mind seeing them trade Ristolainen anyhow, just so they could pull Borgen up, pull Nelson up, have Pilute spend a lot. I mean, people love Pilute, and rightly so. He's played well and played aggressive. Yes. So, I mean, he's – he they want to see him have more time in, in Buffalo, you know. But, right. I, I'd rather just have him have playing time in general because it's tough enough as is to crack <laughs> yeah. this defensive lineup. Like right down the right uh, hand side of the defensive pairings, if you were to trade Ristolainen, you've still got yeah. uh, Bogosian, you've still got Colin Miller, you've still got Yoki Haru, and you've still got uh, Montour. Yeah. I mean, that's already hard enough to crack as is. Yeah, so it absolutely that, is. That's why I'd much rather have a guy like Lawrence Pilot just stay in Rochester and continue to work on his game there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind, especially because the Sabres did have a little bit of success. Obviously, I know the problem's not on defense. A lot of right. my argument last year was I wanted him to come up because the problem was on defense. And I think, you know, is it going to hurt? Probably not, you know. But now I think the problem definitely is we need scoring. And, I mean, if you take a look at it, Jimmy VC has not scored a goal yet this year for the Sabres, and even though we expected him to kind of be like almost like a 20-goal scorer. <laughs> Uh, Ivan Rodriguez has not been impre- as impressive as he ha- was in the past. Um, last year, uh, you know, he was people wanted to keep him really badly. This year, he just struggled to find his stride. Um, and pretty much every line except for the Eichel Reinhardt Olafson line is having trouble scoring, and the power play has kind of fallen off a little bit. So, right. Yeah, the power play has been like a major struggle for the team <laughs> um, <laughs> lately. But it, like Victor Olofsson, like hasn't scored in a while. Hey, well, he did score in Sweden. Yeah, but like last five games, it's been a little quiet compared to first ten games of the season. I just feel like watching him play, um, he hasn't been as noticeable on the power play. So I think that they need to try and get him a little bit more involved with that. But I mean, we're not going to throw the success of a team. On the shoulders of a rookie, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Or I should say, yeah, absolutely. Into the mic, so I'm actually. I'm trying to. I'm trying <laughs> to fix Jay's mic. I don't know now. what I did. I just. I just moved it a little bit. and It's like, all right, it's, I'm gonna fall into it your lap. It started falling off the table, so I just leaned over while he was. I've been trying to fix it, and it's just not. That's probably good. 
Yeah, we should be fine. Yeah. Um, but the Sabres kind of, like I mentioned, fall, fell off. They were at the top of the league, now in the Atlantic, uh, or in the East wildcard race, like Beats mentioned. They've, they've only played 17 games. Okay. Um, it, it has a lot of feels of last year. Like I'm not saying that that's going to happen again, but the concerns from what happened last year are certainly going to come in. Like nobody wants to see that happen again with this team. Yeah. Um, Buffalo has lost four straight. By the way, um, right now Washington, the Islanders, Philly, Boston, Montreal, Florida, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Carolina, all have more points than the Sabers. Tampa Bay, the Rangers, Columbus, Ottawa, Detroit, and New Jersey all have less. But we know that um, those teams have all struggled um, this year, except for Tampa Bay. They haven't. I, I wouldn't say well, they're struggling. They, they, they're, they're struggling. They're but, struggling. Yeah, but uh, like, we, they're, we they're not. High they're not going to for Tampa Bay. They're not going to continue to struggle right. yeah, though. That's the thing. It, like, they'll get it figured out eventually. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, what a mess that would be if they didn't. Yeah, that would be terrible. Can you imagine? Holy cow! Yeah. After we all well, we complimented them shame. on that. Yeah, right. After we just complimented them on that great the contracts that they did, and I mean, well, I mean they have done a great job. Like, but sometimes like you can have like great contracts on a team and set things up really well as a general manager and still have it not work out. It's interesting. Like I, I've just been thinking about this lately. Like. Some of the best general managers in the National Hockey League, like the guys who are like really long tenured, yeah. like David Poiley and Doug Wilson, have both been with their respective teams, Nashville Predators and San Jose Sharks. Each of them have been there for like a very, very long time. Um, I know... David Poiley has been there for all of, over 20 years, I want to say now. I believe he was, he's was he been there for over 20 years, but let's see here. Yeah, I'm not, you're, you're going to have to find that stat for I'm, me. Yeah, I'm trying to let's see. Okay, so this is what I wanted to find. In 2003 was when... Doug Wilson became general manager of the San Jose Sharks. Okay. Okay? Yeah. David Poyle was the first general manager and basically like the only general manager for the Nashville Predators. So he's been around for basically ever. And right. in, in the time frames, they've been there for so long, which is really hard to do because they've given out great contracts. There's significant continuity with the teams uh-huh. they've never put them in tough situations with contracts really yet neither team has won a stanley cup their only appearance in the stanley cup final for either team was a loss in six games to pittsburgh yeah, is that I, I, I think it's it's incredible. Like it just feels like most leagues, if you're there with a team, no matter how many great trades you make, if you don't win a championship in a period where you've got significant talent, 
it's odd that you've last 20 years in that job. Yeah, it is odd. Because I mean, both both and both general managers have significantly great trades. Like Doug Wilson had the Joe Thornton trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Poiley had the Philip Forsberg trade. Yeah. So they, they've had moments where they've robbed teams. Um, Poiley, Poiley obviously drafted Pegarine. What a great pick that was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Heck yeah, it was. You know, he's done a really good – he made the, the the Weber for Subban trade, and obviously there's been some criticisms with it. Like, But to me, P.K. Subban for that three-year period while he was in Nashville – was a better defenseman than Shea Weber. I think Shea Weber's better than P.K. Subban now, but that doesn't matter because they traded him away and used the cap relief to sign Matt Duchesne. So he's made some significant strides in free agency as well. He's making a lot of good moves. You look at that the same way with Doug Wilson, yet nothing. Yeah, I, I'm amazed. I, but I think that just goes to show how hard it is to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, it is, it is so, so difficult. You have to have a perfect balance of talent and passion <clears throat> and and depth. And you have to have physicality and scoring. You have to have finesse and 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 defensive awareness and then a, a good goaltender and everybody's got to be at 100%. Yeah. To me, it's kind of funny to think about because Jim Rutherford is now with the Penguins. Jim Rutherford has won three Stanley Cups as a general manager and is regarded as one of, like, I don't want to say one of the worst gentlemen. He's not regarded as a a, notoriously bad general manager, but he makes a lot of rash decisions that sometimes don't work out. Right. We saw the Hurricanes win a Stanley Cup in 2006. You can't keep the whole band together. But he made a few moves, and then for a three-year period, they missed the playoffs, made it once more, and then sucked for 10 years. Yeah. Then he gets the job with Pittsburgh. He wins two Stanley Cups there, and then he trades a first-round pick for Ryan Reeves. And then he signs Jack Johnson to a five-year contract. Yeah, I would be so confused. And then he traded for Eric Goodbranson. Yeah. It's incre- Like it, it's funny because like the Penguins won two Stanley Cups off of skill and speed, and then for some reason they lost a playoff series to Tom Wilson and the Capitals because Tom Wilson was like the X factor in that series, like how physical he was. Yes, yeah. and, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, we need to protect Sidney Crosby," and he was like, "Okay, we're only gonna get players that will protect Sidney Crosby." <laughs> he was like, "We will have a really good, fast, skillful team. Let's make it old and slow." And then they got swept by a team that got swept by Carolina. That guy has won three Stanley Cups. David Poiley and Doug Wilson haven't won anything. It's, you just, and sometimes it shows you how the X fact, like Sidney Crosby is it's it helps to have the best player in the national. Yeah, it, it would help to have a guy like Evgeny Malkin too. Yes, it would. 
It would also help in Carolina having Cam Ward play the way he did in that playoff run. That would have been nice. Yeah. But, you know, can't win everything, as they say. Right. You know you can win, though? If you draft Cal McCarr. That's a big win. Yes. Yes, you can. And, my God, I love this kid so much. He's just so much fun to watch. He was my pick for uh, the Calder. That, That was your pick, yep. And right now, it's actually looking like he might do it. It is. <laughs> now, granted, it's November. That's true. But he is just so sick. Like, he, he's just incredible. Uh, we saw the, the video earlier today. Steve Dangle, pretty funny guy, now working for Sportsnet. He has th- – Kale McCarr has three times the amount of points Tyson Berry has, which I think is pretty that's funny. Just su- yeah, that's sweet. That's just that's just such a Maple Leaf stat, it feels like, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the same thing. That's so – that's so funny. <sighs> but <laughs> – Oh, my God, I'm so tired. But you can't get deny the fact that the guy's got talent. Yeah. I mean, holy cow. I mean, he dominates the game and he's out there. And he's, like you mentioned, he's fun to watch. And, Ooh. oh, boy, what happened? Sidney Crosby, as we speak. Oh, he's day-to-day. Undergoes Injured. core muscle surgery and is expected to miss a minimum of six weeks. Oh, my. Wow, does that change things for the Penguins. I was literally just looking at my fancy hockey team because I do have Sidney Crosby. That's tough. Yeah. Now, now here's another thing, fans. Do I drop Sidney Crosby off my roster? You put him on your IR. I already have Gabe Landeskog on there. So do I drop Landeskog? I'd rather drop, drop Landeskog. Landeskog than I Now, would. here's the thing, though. On ESPN Fantasy Hockey, Sidney Crosby is only listed as day-to-day. Yes, but this was just announced by Yahoo Sports. Well, this has also been as of... Thursday, November fourteenth. Try and trade, try and trade him to Duke real quick. Who Crosby? Yeah. For okay. Just be like, I'll trade you Crosby for like somebody else. He's only day to day. That's <laughs> actually all right. I'm gonna trade to <laughs> Team J Ashdown. Let's see here. Proposed trade. Do I want who do I want here? Do I want Barkov? Do I want Stamkos? Do I want Tavares or do I want Bergeron? He's not going to give up Bergeron because he's an idiot. Try and see if he can get Stamkos. Kit, Should I do like way. a two for two, like a def- like a center and defenseman for center and defenseman? Because like, what like it's gonna he's gonna be suspicious if I trade Crosby for Stamkos. So if I yeah, but I'd still do it. Let's see if he does anything. Um, Kale McCarr, by the way, eighteen points in eighteen games. He has five goals and 13 assists. His shooting percentage is 13.5. Uh, that's pretty good. He has two game winners. Wow. Kale McCarr is young and got experience last year in the playoffs, had some rookie moments in the playoffs. And now it's the regular season for the Colorado Avalanche, his first full season in the National Hockey League. And we have really yet to see a rookie moment from him. He has been that darn good. I mean, he just, I mean, the way that he's, he has control, the, the, like, it seems like the game has already slowed down for him, which is fantastic. It has, yeah. To me, when I look at Colorado and their roster, I 
almost see a little bit of the 2009 Penguins in them. Oh, I huh. think Kale McCarr, a lot of similarities to Chris Letang. I look at Nathan McKinnon. I'm not going to compare him to Sidney Crosby because Sidney Crosby was a better player at that point, still is now, but Nathan McKinnon is a top-five player in the NHL. Gabe Landeskog, big physical player. Not as good as Evgeny Malkin, but a little bit of a similar build. Same with Miko Rantanen. Very talented. I think Jared Bednar is a good coach. The big difference, though, between those teams um, is Philip Grubauer. I believe in him. I think he's a good goalie. Uh, he proved that he could do it last year in the playoffs, which was awesome for the Avalanche. Um, but I don't think he'll ever be able to do it on a Mark Andre Fleury level. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's Fleury the one significant one of the best difference. In the yeah, yeah. Well, he, like that 2009 run, though, like he was impeccable. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, and and Fleury continues to be almost impeccable. I mean, he's yeah, re- he's, he's always excellent. reliable. Yeah, he's been incredibly reliable. Um, I thought he had a pretty good first half of his playoff series last year against the Sharks before the team in front of him collapsed, ultimately leading to him collapsing as well. Yikes. But, you yeah. know, just don't take a penalty. Yeah. I would, or, or don't give up four power play goals. I would maybe, maybe recommend not giving up four power play goals. Yeah, in a game seven, that's never an ideal situation. Not, not great by any means. Well, um, since we're talking about fantasy hockey, I'll just go over recap, real recap, real quick because um, that's indeed what we're trying to monitor. Jay has just been running away with the league. He has one thousand seven point three points. Um, I have nine hundred twenty-eight, and Duke has nine hundred thirteen. Our um, funny team in fourth has 326. Yeah. So they're uh they're hanging in there and doing what they do. It's uh it Jay's team has dominates in pretty much every category. They have 50 more goals than my team. They have 34 more assists than my team and they have 11 more assists than than Duke's team. Um they now have – I was kind of keeping close because my team had three hat tricks and nobody else had any, and now Jay and and Duke both have three hat tricks. So that's why they, where they kind of both catch me. But, I mean, Jay's, Jay's roster is just unreal. Yeah. So good for him. Um, Let's go. In terms of the National Hockey League, like I mentioned, I already kind of went over the standings a little bit. Washington leads the league with 32 points. They're still doing great. St. Louis is in second with 28. The Islanders are in third with 27. They just they their 10 game win streak ended um at the hands of the Penguins just last night. Was it last night? Or was it two nights ago? Two nights ago. But I mean um, it was an overtime loss. So their point streak continues. Yeah, absolutely. And then they beat the Maple Leafs. Boston is fourth, Edmonton is fifth, Colorado is uh, twenty? They have twenty-four points. They're sixth. Arizona seventh. Montreal, Philly, and then Florida. So by far, um, 
hanging in there. Buffalo has dropped to 19th in the league, which is really unfortunate. That's what happens when you lose four games in a row, though. they got to get a win. Hopefully they can get a win. They need one, and they need one soon. Well, they have a chance tonight against the Hurricanes. They have another chance on Saturday against the Senators. Um, but the Sabres have, are going to play uh, 11 games in 17 days, Jeez. which is absolutely insane. But that's, that's a lot of games. Yeah, it is. It's a byproduct of them going for the Global Series in Sweden, um, where they played two games in like 14 days, and then now they play 11 games in 17 days. It's, uh, um, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous. It I'm, is ridiculous. The I, NHL schedule sucks. So. I you know I don't know how to improve it, and we're gonna get into that next week because I'd love to hear what Duke's opinion is on the whole like okay the NHL's not gonna go to the Olympics but we'll go to Sweden thing. Yeah. Um, I mean I, I love the Olympics. I want to see the best hockey players you know play together on the best hockey teams. But the I, last I couple understand. of years we haven't even gotten to see that. Right. So I the but yeah I want to see the best players with the best players. And we haven't seen that in a couple of years, and and I understand that that it could it interrupts a season and then involves injuries. But you know I I. I, I, as a fan, it would be cool. Well, I mean, they've done it in the past. I don't know yeah, they just could just continue it. Like. Yeah, but uh, but we'll see how it goes, and and uh, we'll talk about that next week, though. Um, stat leaders for the for the league, like we already talked about the goalies for a little bit. Uh, Dave Pasternak continues his amazing season. Leon Dreisaitl is back in the league lead in points. Uh, Bruins have the best power play. Sharks have the best penalty kill. Capitals are averaging a measly 3.85 goals per game. Um, and the uh, Arizona Coyotes are unreal at shootouts as well. They are. Um, let's take a look at something else real quick here. Okay, so Drysdale has five more points than Pasternak and McDavid. Uh, Marchand is the highest Bruin to be up there in points. Um, I don't know where Patrice Bergeron is. Can't seem to find him here on the... Uh, oh, there he is. He's 25th in the league in points. That's not so bad. He's averaging a point per game. However, he does have 24 people that are better than him that are more likely to win MVP. So, sorry, Duke. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. But um, that's really all we had today, it seems like. Man, hey, very unique yeah. show today. Yeah, it was. Our timing was a little bit, little bit off. And um, thanks, Duke. We did what we could, and it definitely. Oh boy, it definitely feels like we're tired. We are exhausted today. All right. Well, we're gonna say goodbye and then go cruise through our another podcast, and hopefully we don't fall asleep while doing that one. Because I definitely am. Um, my eyelids feel a little bit heavy. Oh my god, yeah. Um, thank you for joining us for the Over the Boards podcast. For Matt Duke, who had to scoot take an exam. My name is Vinny Cristiano. Jay Ashdown. Also says thank you for joining us. Make sure to check thank out. Thank you for joining us. I, see, I told you he said that. Uh, make sure to check out our other podcasts. Um, the Off the Last podcast, the Frozen podcast, which Jay and I will be recording here in just a little bit. Um, the Two Point Conversion podcast, the Two Blondes and Brood, all of them. You know, go check them out. They're pretty neat. And um, we will see you next week when we talk more hockey and see what happens. And um, we will hopefully see the Sabres get a win this week. And maybe the Columbus Blue Jackets will finally find their legs, just for Jay's sake. <sighs> sure. Sure. And, uh, yeah, so thank you very much. Good luck to everybody. Have a great rest of your day. And uh, go hockey. Good night, Jay. Good night. Good night.